0: what do you do when you feel stuck in a rut when you just can't get those creative juices flowing all the buzz in business is about exciting innovation collaboration generating ideas to move our world forward but sometimes we have to fight for that creativity and today's guest has a new way to show us how the climb to the top feels so good when you get there
1: Is it just us? Or can it feel lonely sometimes, even when you're successful? And who defines success anyway? What about life's twists and turns? We've learned a few things along the way, and we're ditching the culture of competitiveness, bringing together women from different backgrounds to share their stories. Let's do this together. Welcome to Think Tank of Three podcast.
0: If you've ever said you're just not creative or that you're losing your edge, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the show. I'm Julie Holton with Rishia Kennedy Kapsaurus. Audria taking a brief break. So
1: our third today is our guest. Allison Spooner is an author and says she knows that creative rut all too well, but she was able to climb out of that hole to write four books. Allison, welcome to the Think Take of Three podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. We are so happy to have you here, Allison,
0: especially because not only did you come up with a way to get out of your own rut, but you now are teaching other people the same steps you took, Mm -hmm. and I can't wait to just dive in and learn all about this today. Allison is a dear friend of mine, one of the creative minds behind The Artist Umbrella. It's a variety show in Lansing that shines a spotlight on community and creativity of all kinds. Allison, you say that no matter what you do, you need to be creative and that all people have it in them. Explain this for us, because I have a feeling that there's at least someone out there listening that might claim they don't have it.
2: Exactly. There's probably somebody right now, you know, associating creativity with artists, writers, and of course, artists and writers and all those people are creative, but also, everyone has to be creative in some way, shape or form, no matter what they do. Entrepreneurs, business owners, moms, teachers, no matter what you know your chosen path, creativity can be a really helpful tool to help you move forward and stand out. But sometimes that creativity can feel just a little out of reach and hard to grab onto. So these tools can definitely help with that.
0: And you're not kidding. I mean, think about the mom driving the kid to soccer practice or a game and suddenly it gets reminded like, oh, mom, it's our night to bring snacks. Like that is creativity and mm. full force to figure out like, okay, where can I stop on the way to get enough <laughs> snacks or juice boxes or whatever? I mean, like that is creative problem solving. No doubt.
1: Exactly. <laughs> okay. So Allison, you say that it doesn't just show up that you have to fight for those creative juices. And you've created a program called Creative Warrior, helping people to find the fight within that creativeness in some unexpected ways. So what exactly is Creative Warrior?
2: Yeah, so Creative Warrior is a brand that is all about helping creators or anybody who needs a little more creativity in their life, get out of those creative ruts and get back to creating if you're feeling stuck, because as artists know, or anyone who has suffered from a creative rut, it does not feel good. (laughs) If you are someone who loves to create, are passionate about creating, or need creativity in your life when you're stuck, it doesn't just affect, you know, what you're trying to create, it can affect your whole life. So a creative warrior knows that creativity isn't just going to show up whenever you need it. You have to fight for it. And that's what creative warrior does. It provides the tools that you can
1: use to fight for your creativity. It's so interesting that you laid out like that because it, it's not, but it, it almost sounds counterintuitive. There's a plan. There's a way to get to your creativeness, right? Because people think of creative as it just, it just flows in the (laughs) atmosphere. You lay down on your pillow and, you know, osmosis, it just happens. And you're saying, no, (laughs) I mean, there's, there is that, but there is get those juices flowing, do some stuff, which then leads you back to, I think back to when I was in, I want to say probably high school, it's probably high school and college. And we have some type of writing thing. And I remember one of our teachers saying, just take out your pen and just start writing, just write. And just that the process of the pen on the paper and the hand flowing would kind of help get something out of you. But feeling like the steps that are, there are steps that are there. I I think it's key. Where did this come from? Where, how did you come up with Creative Warrior?
2: Yeah, so I definitely agree with what you're saying, because as an artist, I used to be what we call, or as a writer, I used to be what we call a pantser, just fly by the seat of my pants, write down whatever comes to me. If I wanted to, you know, write a novel, it was just kind of just start writing and see where it goes. And that didn't get me very far. (laughs) Um, So there was a time uh, a little while ago, a long time, probably about five years or so that... I didn't create anything at all. I have been a writer for as long as I can remember. I've always been passionate about writing. I've known from the time I could hold a pen that I wanted to be a writer, but at one point in my adult life, I found myself not writing, not creating, or trying to write and not getting very far or starting something and not finishing it and then all of a sudden because i couldn't write there was a whole lot of self doubt that came into play you know am i even a writer if i wasn't a writer i didn't know who i was because i'd always wanted to be a writer so if i can't write who am i if i don't have a completed novel am i even a writer so lots of scary thoughts going through my brain that then made it even harder to create <laughs> so I was pretty stuck and then I started discovering things little by little that helped me create a little bit at a time. And those things kind of formed what I call the four pillars of a creative warrior. So I started entering contests online and uh, attending writing events here in Lansing that used prompts to get you started. So the contests would give you like a genre, an object, and a location that you had to include in your story or the events would include three words. And those prompts just really helped me get ideas that I wouldn't have had without them. So that started getting me writing a little bit more. uh, Those contests and events also provided structure in the form of deadlines and word count. And things like that. And that led me to flash fiction, which is complete stories in less than a thousand words. And to somebody who wasn't creating at all, a thousand words seemed really doable. So it was, I didn't have to try to write a novel. I could write a thousand or 500 words. And that felt a little (laughs) like a, a little bit like a relief to someone who wasn't creating anything at all. So, structure. Became one of the second prompts or pillars, sorry, of Creative Warrior. Among all of this, I started doing yoga. I <laughs> knew I wanted to get in shape. I knew I needed to be doing something a little more active than what I was doing as I was getting older. But I wasn't gonna jog because jogging. Eh. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, really, <laughs> right? I mean,
0: if you if you're not like a <laughs> runner who's been running your whole life, no one picks that up, and you're 30s or even 20. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm I with walk, it. <laughs> I'll walk forever. I will walk forever with you. And this is coming from the track and field person. I will walk anywhere. I don't run.
2: Exactly. As Ann Perkins says, I know it gets you healthy, but at what cost. So I didn't want to run. So I found yoga. I discovered that. And then as I was doing yoga more and more, I also discovered that it can help you feel more creative by nourishing your sacral chakra. And I won't get into that right now. Chakras are really interesting, really complex points in the body that can impact different energy and emotions throughout the body. So I won't get into that, but yoga can nourish your creative center and help you feel more creative, which I was like, oh my gosh, this has to be one of the biggest, best kept secrets in terms of, you know, creativity that yoga can help you make be more creative. I hadn't heard that before. So that was kind of a light bulb moment for me. So yoga is another pillar of the creative warrior and community. So by entering these contests, starting to go to writing groups and be more involved with other writers, I discovered that community and being around other creatives was just really inspiring. Even if we weren't actively talking about writing or talking about our projects, just being with them in the same room, seeing their struggles, seeing them push past their struggles, just really inspired me. So eventually, by combining all of these things that I came across accidentally, I was creating, and I was creating short stories, flash fiction stories. And for a long time to me, I just felt like practice to eventually create that novel. And then I realized that I had all these stories just sitting around and they were good and they were worthwhile and they were something I was proud of. So I compiled them, put them into a book. I kept creating and writing more, came up with more stories, put them in another book. And eventually, all of this writing, all of this creating did lead to that novel that seemed so elusive for so long. Um, I finally completed that over COVID. So if you notice this. This really wasn't that long ago. This is a recent, you know, this is all still developing. I'm still learning to nurture the the creative side and slowly bring it out of its its hiding place when it uh, goes away. So completed a novel over COVID that's now looking for a home. I wrote a book about creativity and fighting for your creativity and winning the war against writer's block. So long story short, The pillars worked and they worked for me. So I want to share them uh, with the rest of the world so that other creators or people feeling stuck and feeling having that identity crisis that I once suffered from don't have to, or at least see a way out when they are suffering from that.
1: I think that two of your pillars in particular stuck out to me once again, going back to structure being involved with the creative process, isn't it funny how you give a person a deadline and parameters, all of a sudden, what seems like this project that's never going to happen Mm -hmm. comes out of you because, oh, I got to get this done, right? I I work, I know myself, I work better knowing that I have a date to get this done by. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was working in the news you had to have your (laughs) whatever the show was going on at whatever time the show was going on stuff had to get edited and stuff had to be ready to go so oh my gosh have-
0: i still have nightmares about <laughs> <as> an executive <laughs> producer going into the booth and having and still writing the show right? and not having many of the tapes in on time <laughs> and none of the stories are and actually that happened to me in real life once when i was an intern and i was put in charge of the christmas morning news that was two hours long and i'd never produced even an hour-long show And I was like, oh my gosh, we ran out of time and we don't have enough news written for the show. I still have that nightmare.
1: I remember being a (laughs) sports when I was the first time when I first got into sports producing, and I remember (laughs) my main sports anchor editing his, his shot was coming up let's say this was the 11 o'clock show right. Sports hits at we'll say eleven twenty ish I believe somewhere in there twenty two yeah. listen, listen to yeah. us like hitting the like the times <laughs> like, right yeah between 1126, 20, right. you know right, right. around there <laughs> and he's editing kid you not at fifteen and I'm he's like just wait here I'm gonna give you this tape and we were still this wasn't like you couldn't just upload it anywhere this is yeah, this you was had, back
0: when we were running tapes to running the tape tapes room, down, like down the physical, hall to a tape room. Yeah, big yellow yeah. beta
1: tapes, or right. maybe maybe so, you would advance to the black. <laughs> mine were we had we had the black ones, you know, and yeah. then moved to oh, little more advanced. and then moved yeah. to the little blue ones. <laughs> 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 but no, but he's like, all right, ready. I'm like, okay, and he's you know he gives me the tape, and it's like get that down uh, to the tape room, and I'm sprinting down there, and we're hearing over the announcements sports. Sports is in one minute sports. And I'm like, he's like, it's okay. And I'm like, this is the A block. This is the A story in your sports. This is the first thing. Why am I not having it yet? <laughs> but you know, when you, these deadlines, they, mm-hmm. they push you to do whatever it is that you need to do. So I I like the, the structure part of it, because again, it sounds counterintuitive, but it's just not, it just, it just, it kind of forces your brain. I don't know, maybe shocks your brain into this has to happen, so let's go. And then the the yoga part, even though I'm not a huge yoga person, but I think just something that gets the blood flowing, something that just centers you. If that's taking a walk, if that's taking a run, you know what, God bless you. If you're going for a run, if that gets your juices flowing, but (laughs) there's something that allows your, the process of breathing, the process Mm -hmm. of clearing your mind, the process of getting rid of the clutter that might actually be blocking you so that you can think about the project, I really do feel like those things are so key. Exactly. And, you know, when you say, you know, I'm not that into yoga
2: or, um, I don't like yoga and yoga. And you mentioned the breath, you, the breath is actually the most important part of yoga for those that say, you know, I can't do yoga or I'm not flexible enough to do yoga. Or I just don't like doing yoga. If you're standing up strong in a strong stance, aware of your posture, aware of yourself, aware of your thoughts and your breathing, that's yoga. So you can just, I could stand up from my desk right now and just pull my shoulders down away from my ears, really, you know, engage my core. And when I say core, I'm not talking about like getting strong abs here. I I try to make that distinction when I talk about core, because I think that's the first thing people think of. You're just making sure that, you know, your body is supporting itself. You're doing yoga. If you're standing up and doing that and you're aware of your breath, you're aware of your thoughts and you're saying, you know, my thoughts are okay, but I'm not going to focus on them right now. That's yoga. And so the people, you know, if you, if you're worried about yoga, you can do yoga.
0: Bullied.
2: Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> and we've talked
0: about that breath work before on the show because as much as we all like to think we know how to breathe properly, <laughs> apparently most of us are doing it wrong. We're not doing it consistently well to be getting the benefits of, you know, that that big deep breath. But I'm I'm curious, Allison, because you know, I, I love listening to your story and how you know, it takes so much creativity to write books and not just one, but you've authored multiple books that you've used this technique to really pull that creativity out of yourself. I'm curious for those listening who on a day-to-day basis, maybe they're not writing creative stories. Maybe they're not trying to author a novel, but they are trying to tackle that project that's due. Sometimes it might be technical writing. It might be just tackling an email where you feel like you can't get your words in the right order. How does this, can you talk us through how do, how do these steps help even with what we might think of as kind of like the mundane things that we need to do, but actually do take some creativity just to pull it out of us?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, prompts could work in a similar way. It doesn't have to be a creative prompt. Um, I have done worksha- workshops about using flash fiction to get blogging um, for businesses that uh, want to blog more. So the prompt doesn't have to be a creative writing prompt. It could be something to do with your industry. It could be something to do you know, with your specific job as long as it offers a different way of looking at things or something you might not have thought of before. So you could use an image or a goal or something that you have in mind, take a moment, look at it, let it sink in, let whatever thoughts kind of come to your brain, let them come, maybe write them down Freehanded, I like to do my brainstorming by hand before I start typing. So take a look at that prompt or whatever you're using for a prompt Write down by hand whatever you think of that comes to mind immediately and then walk away. (laughs) That is one of my biggest tips. I talk about this in my um, free webinar that I can talk about a little later, but brainstorm and then walk away. Do something unrelated to what you're doing, like the dishes or something that doesn't take a lot of brain power. So don't go watch TV or maybe don't even uh, read a book, but go for a walk. Do some yoga, maybe just some stretching if it's not, you know, full on yoga, uh, clean the house, whatever tasks you like to do to kind of just let your mind wander and have that whatever you're working on in the back of your mind and then come back to a set a timer so that, you know, you don't get distracted by whatever you're doing and it can be 10, 15 minutes, however long you have in your day to devote to this and then go back to your project with a fresh mind, look at what you wrote down before you walked away and who knows what might come up. (laughs) And give yourself a deadline, give yourself a crazy deadline, like depending on, you know, when your project is due or whatever you're working on, you know, whether that deadline's 24 hours, 48 hours, something that seems just a little out of reach to you, just so that you get that, like we were talking about earlier, that adrenaline rush, that urgency, um, because like we were talking about, if you have all the time in the world to work on something, you're gonna take all the time in the world to work on it.
0: I love. It. You're so right. Like I'm sitting here, like, oh, okay, I gotta start giving <laughs> myself more self-imposed deadlines. <laughs> uh, tell us about the community you've created that ties in with Creative Warrior. Because if there's you know one thing that I can definitely relate to. No matter what business you're in, what career you have, there are, you know, and it could be whether you're a mom, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're, you know, working in a mid-level management position, a top C-suite position, I think any position, there are times where we feel isolated and alone, and that we're the only ones who understand what we're going through. And and frankly, that's why we created the Think Tank of Three podcast, to really bring women together to start having these conversations about the things that are difficult to have conversations about. So I love that your process, your pillars include community. So tell us how your community works and how you
2: really help fuel and support each other. Yeah. So the biggest place right now that that community is centered is a Facebook group called Creative Warriors. So the Facebook page is Creative Warrior. The Facebook group is Creative Warriors. And, you know, like I mentioned, when I was stuck in my creative rut, it was just by going out and just being around other writers that helped kind of get me through Uh, my rut, get me through my challenges. I could see other writers having the same struggles and not giving up. And that was really important to me. Um, I know that a lot of people in this particularly applies to artists um, and creators and writers uh, think that it has to be a really solitary activity. And It does, there are times when you have to be heads down and tune out distractions and just get stuff done. But it's also really important to be able to rely on other people and bounce ideas off of other people. So when I say community, it doesn't have to be a community because I know a lot of writers don't like to be around a lot of people and that's fine. Find a writing partner find one person that you trust. If community seems a little overwhelming, join the group, maybe watch the conversations. see if there's anyone posting or chatting about something that you can connect with, and then see if you can develop a relationship with that person in particular, and maybe they become a trusted writing partner. So it doesn't have to be a community of, you know, three to 400 people or you know, whatever, even 20 people, it, it can be one or two trusted individuals, but just having that, that person or those people there, even if you're not always talking to them or around them can be really important. And we do live write-ins through, uh, Creative Warrior on YouTube. Um, I'll just go live and say, Hey, I'm going to be writing for 30 minutes or two hours Hop on. And even though we're not in the same space, just knowing that there's other people logged on, however you want to say it, popping up in the chat every now and then, just knowing that those people are there is really motivating and knowing like, hey, if I if I turn this off now, this person's going to see I didn't make it for the whole 30 minute sprint or whatever. So accountability is also really important. And if you have a trusted group or a trusted friend, they can help keep you accountable.
1: Ladies, what do you think is there something? Do you either one of you feel that there might be also something to understanding what might be causing your creative rut and whatever space it is? Like especially if it's something that that's happening repeatedly I think that once you find a flow it might be easy to continue that flow right moving on from project to project once you feel like you've okay I've got my groove I know what I'm doing now and and you're feeling good and, and it you know you, like you said you went from one book to the next one got a third one here's my fourth one you just found your groove but if you every time there's a project where every time there's something you're trying to accomplish and you keep finding yourself sitting in this rut. Do you think maybe there's room to try to figure out, okay, there might be something larger here shutting you down for some reason? I, I this is a completely random <laughs> question. I'm with <laughs> you. Yes. Yes. It's exactly why I developed
0: a keynote on burnout. Because what I was finding was that I was, you know, I would think like, oh, I just like my brain's not working today, or I just can't get my creativity to flow. Or you know, insert whatever kind of static phrase about not being able to accomplish the level, the quality of work that I wanted to do, and I finally realized it had nothing to do with my writing ability, with my um, you know graphic design ability, or my ability to see big picture strategy. It had everything to do with everything else in life. Every like the overwhelm, just too much, and and finding those proper ways to avoid one getting to that place. But once you're there, how do you back yourself out of that burnout? How do you get yourself to that point of feeling renewal? Um, But absolutely, it's not burnout for everyone. I think there can be a variety of ways. And yeah, we I mean, root cause, right? Like we always have to get to the root cause to even figure out what's going on with us.
2: Exactly, and I think yoga can be a really helpful tool for that as well, because it allows for that time of introspection, of looking inward, of slowing down, of so even if you're not, you know, actively creating, there are times, there are times in my life where I am, I am not actively doing anything. I shouldn't say anything creative. There are times when I'm a- not actively writing. I haven't really been working on a new fiction project or creative project lately. I'm working on growing, uh, growing creative warrior. But there might be times where you're not creating, you're taking time to do yoga consistently. So maybe you're doing the yoga during the time when you would be working on your creative project. You're taking that time to look inward, to meditate, to journal, to see what's coming up when you think about creating. You know, if you think about going to your computer and you find yourself pausing, why? Like, write down what's happening in your body or if your stomach is punching or you know you're finding yourself being like mm, maybe I should go do X instead you know why and just really dedicating time to thinking about that and the other thing I would say to that and one thing I advise advise it's a strong word <laughs> one thing I suggest for some people is to write or do your thing, whatever that is, first thing in the morning. So if you're having trouble devoting time to yourself, your creativity, your projects, um, because you feel pulled in so many different directions, give yourself, whether it's, you know, an hour, or even if it's 20 minutes in the morning before you do anything else, dedicate that time To yourself, to your project, before you're pulled in so many different directions, before you're needed by your kids or your job or your spouse or just life, whatever that happens to be. Even if it's just twenty minutes, whether it's it could just be reading a book too. It doesn't have to be writing. It doesn't have to be creating. Something that fuels you. Just let yourself do that first thing in the morning. And I think I don't know. It's connected to the original question, but I think that can help start to steer and guide you to discovering maybe what's holding you back. I love that.
0: Anyone who knows me knows I'm, ever since I I launched my business five years ago, I am really bad about setting aside my own time Except it used to be like late at night because I'd get to, and I actually, I read an article on this about like procrastinating, like sleeping, because you feel like you want to own your me time. And, and that was me. Well, and still is me sometimes. Um, <laughs> uh but so my problem was i would get up really early and hit the ground running and start working right away like reading email before i'm even like fully dressed and ready for the day so i'm already in work mode before i leave my bedroom well no more ladies i am here to tell you that i have officially i mean it's been a few months now so i would say officially i'm in a new routine i finish an entire cup of coffee before i even open my email Ooh. Right. I mean, applause, everyone. Yes. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm kidding, of course, but, no, but I no. love that thought, though, no. Also, no. And if, you know, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't take me that long because I need coffee in the morning, but setting aside that half hour, I am in such a better place by the time, you know, my brain's in a better place to function. When I start reading emails, it's not, you know, 6.00 AM when I start reading emails, it's a little bit later. It mm. just, and it really matters. It changes the setup for your whole day.
2: And that kind of relates back to, so you set aside that half an hour. And I think that relates back to, you know, the structure and utilizing these things in a way that works for you. Because I think some of this advice that we hear from all over the place can get overwhelming. Um, because a lot of a lot of advice has people, you know, getting up at 4 a.m. or dedicating an hour or two to their workout and their journaling and their reading and all of those things are important but you can do those things in five minute chunks if you only have 20 or 30 minutes in the morning if you're not ready to dedicate that whole hour if you don't want to get up at 4 a.m which i definitely do not um <laughs> you can do these things in smaller chunks that's why flash fiction helped me get writing that's why deadlines really short deadlines can be helpful That's why these pillars are so important because they can be applied to your life in a way that works for you. So if you have 30 minutes in the morning and you want to get in a little bit of movement, a little bit of reading, a little bit of journaling, do it in five minute chunks. Get up and kind of just jog in place for five minutes or do a couple stretches for five minutes. Read your favorite book. Do a quick sprint, a quick journal sprint for five minutes. Do, you know, these things in a way that works for you. And don't let all the noise out there saying that you have to do this for two hours, three hours, get up at 4.00 AM deter you from doing it because you can do all of these things in a way that works for you.
1: Honestly, I think the five minute chunk is probably the easiest one to fit because I can hear the working mom or even the stay at home mom saying, I don't 30 minutes, 30 minutes for coffee. You go, girl. (laughs) But even if it's just breathing, Mm -hmm. right? Even if it's just, you know, because I've seen that there is a sign, there are little posters. Don't talk to me. I haven't had my first cup of coffee yet. I'm not a coffee drinker, which is fine. But there is something to be said about. Can I wait? Let me just take a couple of deep breaths. I say this having not yet practiced this. So, but
0: (laughs) I'm just impressed you don't drink coffee.
1: (laughs) girl I was driving we were driving back from a hockey tournament from Hershey Pennsylvania and it was the first time in my life that I was just like I really wish I was a coffee drinker leaned over the steering wheel so tired and I'm like I want some caffeine. <laughs> but, um, breathing. Apparently, you know, you're just
0: gonna start breathing now. Just breathing.
1: <laughs> Alex, my husband, yeah. Alex, is just like asking me questions and saying stuff to me, and and even saying stuff that's annoying. And I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I know you're tired. I'm trying to keep you awake. You're making me angry." It's like, "Is it working?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I but, like that tactic. <laughs> but um, but but to my what I wanted to actually say was I I even even if it's just take five minutes to just not hear anything except your breath your heartbeat your moment for the it whatever it takes if it's just 5 minutes if that's all you think you can give yourself then then that's all you give yourself for the, for that part of the day and then come back to it later i've got 5 minutes here let me take this 5 minute break for myself if you are in the office building let me close the door close my blinds i've got 5 minutes and i'm going to take these 5 minutes you know and i and i think people don't really give themselves the credit or the ability to say I can take five minutes because every you can you absolutely can if you have time to go to the bathroom <laughs> you have time to go take your five minutes to just breathe just take a breath and apparently that too is yoga so
0: <laughs> look at you you're a yogi and you didn't know it I'm a yogi and I didn't even
1: realize it didn't even know you're learning
0: <laughs> Allison, this has been awesome. I really have loved having you on the show. You've just given me so much to think about. I'm, I'm, I'm even thinking, Raisha, about what you just said about the five minutes, because how often do we hear too? You know, the five minutes will turn into 10 minutes. will turn into 15 minutes and forget all of that. Just focus on the five minutes. Because Of course, I wanted to make a joke about like the new five minute workout routine that I'm going to start. Right. Uh, and then my mind started going to like, oh, and then it'll be 10 and then it'll be an hour and then it'll be, you know, I'll be working out five times a day. And like, and then, and then that overwhelm sets in where I'm like, oh my gosh, well, I'm not taking the five minutes because then I'm going to feel pressure to do more. No pressure. Five minutes. I love that.
1: Do not talk yourself out of five minutes.
0: (laughs) Allison, before we go, we collect advice, as you know, on the podcast Mm -hmm. from each of our guests. So we have three rapid fire questions for you. Are you ready? I think so. (laughs) Is there a lesson that you've recently learned that you wish you would have learned earlier in your
2: career? It's not going to look like you think it's going to look. Whatever, however you want to apply that, whatever you want to apply it to. I, it's supposed to be rapid fire, but I I always thought, you know, my first book would be a published novel. It ended up being a collection of short stories. It's still a book. It's I'm still a writer. It's not going to look how you think it's going to look.
1: I love that. It's not going to look how you think it's going to look.
2: And that's okay.
1: <laughs> that's 100% okay. That's fantastic. <sighs> What one piece of advice would you offer to any woman? It's not selfish to devote time to the things you
2: love.
0: Love it. All right, last question. In today's professional setting, what is the most important skill for women?
2: Drown out the noise. Like what we were just talking about, drown out everything that's telling you, you have to get up at 4 a.m. You have to do this for an hour. You have to do this. If you start with five minutes, you have to eventually move to 20 to 30. Drown out the noise, whether it's criticisms or what you have to do or what you should do. Just learn to, you know, look inward, listen to yourself and drown out the noise.
1: Find a way to give yourself the hand. Talk to the hand. <laughs> Give everyone else the hand. Give everyone else the hand and talk and to the hand. And you take five, right? Hand, five, <laughs> yes. There you go. We've come up with something new. Talk to the hand. Here's five. a new five. tagline
0: for you, Allison. <laughs> there you go.
1: Outstanding. Hey, Allison, where can our listeners connect with you online? Oh, everywhere. I'm on all the things on Facebook uh, as Creative
2: Warrior. If you want to be a part of, the Creative Warrior community, you can find that group as Creative Warriors. I have a YouTube channel where I post yoga flows for writers, advice for writers, writing sprints. I have prompts with attached to 25 minute chunks of time where you can use the prompt and just sit and write. Creativewarrior.club. I do also have a website. <laughs> and we will have- I'm on. Inst- Sorry, Julie, I'm on Instagram as well.
0: And we will post all of those links in our group. How about that? Think Tank of Three podcast group. We'll post all those links for you so you can easily get to Allison and all of her socials.
1: Allison, thank you again so much for being on the show. It has been an absolute pleasure. Even got some fresh thinking from my own mind as well. So thank you again. And that is all for this episode of Think Tank of Three. If you have topics you'd like us to cover or guests you'd like to hear from, send us a message at thinktankof at gmail.com.
2: Subscribe to the Think Tank of Three wherever you listen to podcasts and connect with us online. We blog weekly at thinktankofthree.com. 3com Follow us on social media. You can find us
0: individually on LinkedIn and as Think Tank of Three on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Women, click to join our private group on Facebook where we can all share advice and articles.
1: And if you liked what you heard in the podcast, share it. You can find Think Tank of Three on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon Music, and SoundCloud.